This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you enjoy this. This is on the bake. Hello podcast friends, welcome back to On The Back Foot. It's lovely to bring you a little uh, special feature on Saturday's Langdale Horseshoe, the finale of the English Fell Champs. We've got uh, a guest who's got a little bit in it, uh, a little bit of skin in the game. Uh, it was just nice because I've been trying to trying to get another episode together but I haven't haven't found any guests and I don't think anyone's quite ready for a 40 minute monologue yet provided you know obviously I can find some amazing little backing tunes and jingles to pad it out a little bit but it would be it'd be a long episode wouldn't it if I just talked about me and then did a, a Felra News solo like similar to the Buckton episode so yeah it's a wet 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 day in um in Haversidge today i'm on my second coffee because pouring another one felt a little bit more appealing than going out for a session on the field of sheep poo and dreams that i so love um i've been where have i been well since the fee pascal episode we had Zinal which I had a bit of a shocker. Um, former star of the podcast, Jamie Rutherford, needed to give me a hug and uh, tell me to, to run over the line. As, as I was walking from about two, two and a half hours in, I was not feeling very well. I spent a lot of my energy on the first hour and 15 minute climb. I felt pretty ropey, dehydrated, my belt was sliding down. Every time I came to an uphill, I had nothing. Um, and I decided to I just work on my tan. So I took my T-shirt off. Thought, nah, don't fancy it today. I uh, It was close to a DNF as I'd been, but obviously it was an A to B race. So there was no, no, no chance of that. So I just walked it through. Uh, you know, tried to, tried to see the more positive side. But that fast became a long drudge and deciding that I was a rubbish runner. What was the point? Why always me? That kind of amazing self-talk. So yeah, it was nice to get a little cuddle from Jamie and he just sort of said, what are you doing, dude? And ran over the line and uh, was, yeah, was, was pretty, pretty down for about a week after that about running. Uh, took myself down to Wales, raced the train, which was a really good race um, in Tawin. And that was absolutely loved that. I think some of Sierra's and I was in, in my legs by the time I'd hit about an hour and a half into that race. Everything went pretty heavy in the old legs, but I was really pleased with how I'd run it. I'd had a great day out and I just about managed to get back before the train. I highly recommend that race, like I say. Um, and it's actually a lot rougher than you might think. I thought it was going to be a, a semi-road race. There is a little bit of road, but there's, um, you know, almost sort of like felly stuff along the side there when running along parallel with the train track. So that was great. Uh, and I took myself off for a week, had a week off running, did nothing, um, recharged the batteries, made some changes at work. I have 
drop down to four day working like uh like so many dream um just decided that i wanted a bit more time to do amazing things like go to the cinema on a day off so yesterday i went to see don't worry darling which i'd highly recommend i'd not watched any trailers so i did not know what to expect um definitely got me thinking was a bit of a bit of a sort of well, i don't know what the word is but um yeah as you can see film reviews is going to be an amazing part of this podcast but no i feel very lucky uh, i've got a job that supports me well enough that i can only work four days a week and it's just given me just that little bit more time to train hard run but more importantly like just to enjoy myself around that rather than I mean this is a question I'd probably ask guests on the podcast you know washing your running clothes like how how much time <laughs> how much time is that washing them and making your meals and doing all that lot um but yeah I guess uh what does this mean I'm a lucky guy um I'm a lazy sod so I like to have you know just that extra day to just uh faff a day of faffing so yeah that's probably enough isn't it so we will go on into the episode uh I was like I say struggling to think how I was going to get something out before Langdale but I wanted to because it's been great fun following the fell champs this year and Dan Howard turned up at my door and yeah we decided this was a perfect opportunity to have a little chat and here we go. I'm joined here tonight with Dan Howarth who is going to help me have a little run through of the current standings in the championships ahead of Saturday's Langdale Horseshoe. Hiya, thanks for having me on Charles. It's always an honour to share your company and your passion for the sport we love and to be able to hopefully inform and possibly even entertain people um, from the community. You never know. So yeah, we're coming into the, we'll start with the men's championship um, and we're, we're coming into this with some people have a race in hand and some people have already you know they're already up there but let's start back with a quick run through of the the champs so far so uh gisborough yeah so gisborough uh racing north yorkshire certainly was um i didn't do it myself but i heard it was a good route over 10 miles quite fast and traily uh, quite hot as well from the time of the year um some really quick running there so that was actually won by Tim Lamont from Helm Hill. Um, he had a great start to the season. I believe it was his first champs race and he won. Uh, he won quite convincingly as well. Um, and then unfortunately, he's since been injured and isn't in contention anymore after not being able to complete the rest of the champs. We just think he was just so good in the first race. So he just thought, don't really need to bother. Just completed it yeah yeah <laughs> there were all these boring slow fell runners <laughs> now nice one tim and um, sorry to hear about your uh, your injuries hope you hope you get back fit and well um he was followed behind by donnie clark who we believe at this stage may well 
be the winner of the Vet 40s. Yeah. Um, he looks like he's pretty much got that one sewn up um, going yeah. into the last race. Yeah, good run from Donny there. Uh, yeah, and then also up there was Matt Elkington. Mm, not heard of him. We moved on then to Lower Borrowdale, which we uh, <laughs> we both found. Me with some uh, questionable nav in actually attending a recce. Um, and, and Dan, you found it as your first race of the year. Not not too bad, eh? Yeah, I've uh, personally enjoyed the route. Um, I thought, yeah, we had a good group running near the front. There was, a, there was it must have been like five, six, seven, eight of us. It was a strong field, wasn't there? There'd been a couple missing who had been at the three peaks when Gisborough um, had taken place. And Brennan Townshend came in to win Lower Borrowdale. Just. Just <laughs> second, my good friend here, Daniel Howarth. Billy Cartwright was up and amongst it, wasn't he? Yeah, I think Matt was third and Bill, Billy fourth, perhaps. That sounds, right that sounds right. That sounds right to me, yep. But yeah, good new race on the calendar, that. Um, nice to go on a new bit of land and, yeah. Yeah, nice. well organised, wasn't it? It was a good one. That was a good day out. Lovely organisation, yeah. As was Buckton Pike. That was a grand uh, day out. That was. Yeah. Nice uh, egg-throwing competition at the end of Buckton Pike with a showdown of who was in it. It was Harry Holmes and Sunsteed against Rob Hope and his daughter, perhaps. And I think Rob Hope was crowned the winner of yeah. the egg-throwing competition. So. yeah. I mean, it's a great, great race. There's a the whole podcast out there about it. Um, it was won by Finley Wild. Um, and then we had yourself again, Dan, coming up in second and, and first for the English Fell Champs. Yeah. You were closely followed by, again, that name, Matt Elkington, who we'll come to later, uh, is in with a bit of a shout for the whole champs. And also there was a, another good run from Ben Rothery, who we've noticed is... Mr. Consistent up there. He was high placed up at Lower Borrowdale. Was he fourth there? Uh, you got to do some number juggling up here. So he got 46 points at Lower Borrowdale. So I think that so, would be yeah. fourth. Yeah. Yeah, Ben's had a great season. Um, running really well. And he uh, is top in the champs at the minute. He's had the England vest at Snowden, I think, as well, which is good. And possibly at the Home International as well. Yeah, so another good run from him. Um, overall, that was a great day out, great race. And, you know, that we're now starting to see you know, where things can be can be won and lost. And uh, we then went on to the old crown round, which, you know, the majority of the, the guys at the top of the table here were at. Dan, you and, and Matt Elkington weren't present for that, which is why you guys are currently in seventh and eighth. Yep. But we do think have a bit of a shout at the, at the number one so again another great one from Ben um, Brennan was in second uh, to the reigning fell champion um, Billy Cartwright and uh, was he course record holder previously Harry Bolton yeah wrote a lovely piece in fell runner about the race as well so a writer and a runner um, he had a good race there. Dancer as well. He's a good dancer. Is he? Mm. 
Ah, I did not know this. Um, and yeah, it was a very enjoyable day out. That was a bit of a bit of a like bit of nav there. Um, I managed to do an extra mile. So, so uh, yeah, you've got to pick your lines, haven't you? Yeah, um, I think uh, I, I think myself and Matt had a similar plan for the season by not doing no crown round. Is because in the middle of the season, it's really quite a long race to do. It's twenty-two miles, twenty-one, yeah. twenty-two miles. A lot of climbing. Yeah. Um, and for me, and I think Matt the same, that it's just a long race in the middle of the season when you could do Langdale at the end of the season. Um, so smart. Put all your. It is slightly putting all your eggs in one long run basket, but yeah, at the same definitely. time, it could well pay off. Um, then it was on to Bradwell. I was abroad, but um, I heard it was rather, rather hot. Yeah, Bradwell was good. It was, um, yeah, initially thought it looked like quite a bit sort of convoluted. Yeah. So a lot of climb by going up and down the same hill at different angles. But that being said, the race was actually really good. So, uh, yeah, well organised, great organisers there as well. And, yeah, heat played a big role in that, I think. Um, really was quite warm. Rumours of ice vests. Yes, I've heard Matt Elkington had an ice vest on, or ice cubes in his vest, so I don't think we'll be needing them for Langdale. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we need to be checking the fire running rules, that's actually yeah. allowed, and yeah, there'll be an inquiry, Matt, if you're listening. So. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that so was Matt won that yeah, yeah really good run for him I think it's his first chance race win and he actually won over all the race like the race I won I didn't actually win the race um, yeah because of the English British thing so yeah Matt great one there pulled away from a little penultimate descent before the final climb up and made a, a really healthy gap there and pulled away it? for the win and then yeah the second Luke Fisher from Tombridge, I believe. So doing a little bit on the fells. Uh, yep. He's the only champ race this year, but he's doing, looks like he's doing really well. So that's good. Yeah, uh, Ben Rothery was up there again. It was it was a bit unfortunate for our friend Billy. Uh, he'd been a bit unwell in the, in the week leading up to it. Yeah. And that's probably cost him um, defending his title. And his dignity. <laughs> I would add that if I could go for lunch with a fell running legend, then I'd choose a carbonara with uh, Billy Cartwright. You've, you've, you've heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that's how it sort of that's how it's come to this point. We've had a good we've had a good season. There's been uh, there's been a, a few different winners here and there. There's been a few you know tactical selections of races, and it all comes down to Langdale Horseshoe on Saturday, Dan. Yeah, I think it has been a good season for lots of people. Like, I mean, you look at the top 10, I know obviously the results are a bit skewed because of people missing races and whatever. Um, but there's been loads of people running really well. And obviously Billy ran, ran really well last year and this year as well. Um, but he was, Billy was on to win it pretty quickly last year, whereas this year, like, it has, it's going to come down to, the, to Langdale, which is a... As a finale, is quite the test beast, isn't it? Yeah, and I've I've had a bit of a play with a spreadsheet to try and figure out how this all comes together. And what we've sort of looked at is there's probably 
what are we saying? Three, three of you who are, have got uh, in it to to battle it out, even though, or will we say uh, five? I don't know. It's it's a really it's hard to say because it's really hard to say. Langdale, like because it's, there's so many variables there of it being rough, of it being um, the weather in October. Mm-hmm. So it could be horrible. It could be completely clogged out. Or it could be. It could be pretty. Could be pretty sunny, really. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be slippy. It's going to be boggy. The route's just a hard route. Then there's loads of line choice. You can. Um, yeah, different lines are off of both valves around crinkle cogs or even over it if you want. Um, which way you're going to go down the bad step or around it, and then all the way down to or back to, uh, to Pike of Blisco, the descent off there. There's a few options there as well, so it's going to be a race all all the way to the finish line. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess what we were looking at was that there are. There are two people who can score over 200 points in this season, and that is you and Matt Elkington. So you could both reach 201 points by winning that race. Um, Brennan could then reach 195 points if he was to win. Ben could reach 193. Um, And... Donny and Harry Bolton could reach 188. So they're kind of like the maximum points to play for that people could reach. It gets all complicated. Lammy could, could be up there as well if he yep. 189. Yeah, he would be 189. So, but then it depends what other people do. So yeah, you've, you've definitely got a few people up there who are in with a shout. You've got some people who it's in their hands. If they, if they win it, they win. Um... And yeah, it's going to be a pretty good fun day up there. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to supporting. I'm just going to go up to watch and take it all in because I've had a very enjoyable championship season. But I actually thought after following it, I'd rather than uh, tire myself out. I thought I'd go stand up on a hill and, and watch it unfold. Um, and that's going to be good fun. So yeah, so that's that's... Going into the men's, you've got a you know you've got a big selection there of Brennan, Matt, Dan, Ben. We're saying probably even Donny, Harry could 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 be even Mark Lamb. Yeah, could be. there's a fair few who you never know. Someone someone there could run away. Yeah, with it's it. definitely a fight on for the medals, and I think for the overall win, it is along the lines of. If Brennan wins, me or Matt wouldn't would have to come sixth or below. If yeah. Me or Matt came fifth and Brennan won. I think it'd be a draw. I think it was sixth. And obviously wasn't it? Brennan's um, a very strong runner, so he's definitely a favourite to be winning. Um, then, so if me or Matt come, is it top fifth, five? Top five, five yeah. or above, and then that's a draw. Yeah. So five or above, and it's a win. Yeah. But then obviously. Who's ahead of me and Matt? Would yeah. Win. Um, then. Not that it's complicated. Or anything. No, no, I'm losing my train of thought already. And then if Matt, m- me or Matt basically need to beat one another. Yeah. Um, and and now uh, yeah. you've you've done a few recies. Yeah, I've done yeah loads of recies. Yeah. Um, Seen Matt recce in it. Yeah, so yeah. Sent him off on any different directions or? or? No, uh, where do we see? So first time when when 
I ended up coming down early because it was so foggy and it was just horrible. Um, not because I got lost. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, saw Matt in the pub afterwards, so I had a drink with him. Um, and then also saw that there was a suite on my van. So I was like, oh, have you left a suite on my van? And he's like, no, 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 that, um, that bald lad from Totley went past and left it on it. So yeah, thanks for that. Well, it's good to know he knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then the, uh, the other weekend was coming off the bad step and I was like, there's someone behind us. Because we've met Joe. And then I was like, I bet it's Matt. And then we waited and it was Matt. Um, so we went down the bad step. Did you have step. to wait long? Or, or? Ages. Yeah. Oh, Ages. There's a clue for you there, listeners. And he's coming some really strange way. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, Did he then, have a harness on? Yeah, he was lowering himself off a bad step. <laughs> um, and then we could, we, yeah, we ran together and then just sat in a stream and drank some water. And then uh, then we went to go up Pike of Blisco and Matt was like, oh, I'm going back to my car. And then it's like, your car's parked uh, down there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's just standing there and we go up Pike of Blisco. We just walked up because we were tired. And then we turned around and he still stood there like, what are you doing? He's like, uh. So I think that Matt was waiting for us to get out of sight so he could take his line up and uh, not give away secrets, which is fair enough. Um, so that yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to stop him showing his line up where he wanted, but fortunately that is a bit I've wrecked about a thousand times. Good job I set up those cameras really, innit? I'm not sure you can talk about that. <laughs> So yeah, so that's the uh, men's. It's all to play for, isn't it? Going into Langdale, it's going to be a good, uh, good final day. We've had a little yeah. bit look at the weather forecast. The gloves it's... are going to be off, just. Yeah, I'm going to have my gloves on because it's actually going to be about five degrees yeah, up on both. That'll be my FRA approved bumper. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the metaphorical gloves will be down on the floor mm. at the old dungeon inn. Old dungeon girl. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that's the chaps and the ladies. The women's um, is looking interesting too. We were having a look at that earlier, weren't we? The yeah. So the women's is really. Um, we think the under twenty threes might be. So it going looks towards like Eve Pannone. Eve Pannone yeah. Is on for the win. Can yeah. She's won. Kisbury, Buckton. And Bradwell. I don't, did they have to do three or four races in the 23? I don't even know. I am not sure. So this is not the best reporting. I think they have to do four. Okay, we'll go with that. And if it's wrong. Yeah. Send complaints to Charlie. Yep, that's fine. It's my decision. I'm saying they've got to do four. If not, why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so. So yeah. Eve's up first in that. Finty or Finty's, yeah, she's. Quite close on that, isn't she? That top three looks like it's going to probably stay the stay same. Stay the same, yeah. And then, um, yeah, the overall open, it's going to be. Who have we got? Yeah, we've got Am uh, Antonia fans sat in. Is that six. three people in six? Three people, three in, people six in, in six. So Antonia fan, Lou Osborne, Maya Kunika. Um, but Antonia's got another. Points. She's got another race, hasn't she? Antonia's got a game in hand. Yeah. So if yeah. Antonia 
don't know if she's doing Longdale or not. She could make a bid for the top three, couldn't she? Yeah, a good result would get her close to the medals. Yeah. Then going up a bit. Um, Kelly Roberts. Kelly's up there. Um, we. So I think what's her long old crown now? So if she had a good, yeah, if she had a good run at Langdale, obviously previous champ as well. Yeah. Um, she could, she could potentially be up there. Then Hannah Russell. He's been flying. Yeah. So she's won Gisborough, won Buckton, and won Bradwell. Um, and yeah, had some GB vests and stuff over the summer as well. And yeah, living the dream. And then last I heard was that she'd fell over in Italy and bashed her knee and had to be helicoptered off. So I don't know if she'll be running or not. I think it would suit her as well, Langdale, because it's quite rough and requires you to be brave at descending. So potentially that might be the end of the season for Hannah, which is a shame. Uh, but who knows, maybe she will be there. And then... Emma has had Emma Hopkinson's had a very steady season, isn't she? She's currently yeah, in third. Been, uh, really good. Been right up there. Possibly Emma's had an England best as well, I think, this year. And then there's Sharon Taylor in second. Yeah, so Sharon's had an amazing season. She'll have won the V40s. So she's won the old crown round. Obviously, she's doing really well at the long yes. distance stuff, like doing well at the Europeans uh, in La Palma at the long distance over like nearly 30 miles. So long runs, no problem, obviously. Um, good results at Borrowdale, Low Borrowdale, Buckingham Park and Bradwell as well. Always in the top four. Um, so strong second place at the minute. Mm. But... Leading? I don't... Well, no, I don't think Sharon's doing Langdale. Mm. Is it, I could be wrong, but I've got a feeling that she isn't. Um, I think she's going to Thailand for the long race in the World Champs, so possibly focusing on that instead. But not 100% sure. Which mm. leaves... Nicola Jackson of Keswick <laughs> and Nicola's got a very pleasing set of results. She's been very consistent. She's consistently been second. Um, in all four races. In all four races. And Which is quite impressive. Also, sorry Nicola, but I think she's also been second in the champs possibly six or seven times Ooh. without managing to get the top spot yet. Um so, I think Nicola's got to be in with a really good chance, looking at um, who may or may not turn up as well. Uh, obviously, Nick's running really well on the long stuff as well. Yeah, interestingly, so she could come second again. Mm -hmm. And if Sharon didn't win Langdale, then Nicola would win overall. That's very true. I would have money on Nicola winning well. Yeah. Uh, have wreckage on the Root River and... She's good at running. <laughs> she is good at running, yes. The stats I've, don't lie. I found that out myself. Tried to follow up one of the climbs at Old Crown Round and struggled after. <laughs> 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 yeah, she was sat down at the end, relaxing after a good run as I was arriving. So, yeah, that's the Women's Championship. It's still going to go down to the wire. The men's is going to go down to the wire. It's going to be a good day up in Langdale for the neutral, that is for sure. And then we'll have a very quick look over the teams. I think we can just read them. Keswick are winning the men's. Second, Dark Peak. Third, Calder Valley Wire. Joint second, 
Um, Joint second. It says position two here, even though they've got a different total of points. Yeah. It, it's, if, if, if it was mind-bending maths in the single, you know, championship, the team one looks... There's even more confusing numbers, aren't there? Yeah, I think as it looked like they're going to win it, um, they've had three wins in the second. Top Peak have, have had one win at Bradwell. Um, Calder had a win at Gisborough. Top. I'd say those could, those two could potentially change. Um, Totley have been eighth, and we haven't even had the Lord on the road this year. So I mean, that's good, yeah. Yeah. Who are Matlock? Matlock are fifth. So that's good. You watch your back there. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, women's team is going towards Helm Hill, who have just battered it. So they've won Lower Borrowdale, Buckton, Old Crown and Bradwell. So, yeah, they look like they're running away with it. And then Mercia and Dark Peak, Calder Valley and York Navesmire are going to be battling it out for the other places. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of a roundup that hopefully will give you some idea of what's coming up at the weekend. Yeah, it should be a good race for all the different... Well, there's various races going on within it, aren't there, for different uh, categories and such, and teams and whether the race is going to go off tactical, whether people are going to... um, Well, yeah, what the tactics are going to be is going to be interesting, and with the the different variabilities that Langdale has in it, uh, the terrain... Maybe yeah, I could get the winners on the, on, on the podcast. So I, I, I'm not interested. If you've got Matt Elkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it should be good. So good luck, everybody. Enjoy. I like your name, Ron. Ron Hayward. Nice catching up with Dan there and plenty to look forward to on Saturday. Uh, I've just got back from my room and... That was nice too. Bumped into Ali of the podcast, who looks to be doing very well. And he is talking about entering London Marathon, which is kind of exciting. Uh, The running diary that I keep, keep a nice handwritten running diary. And it reads as this today. Woke, 7am, bagel, peanut butter, jam, coffee times two. Out the door, 9.20. Six lots of a K off 90 seconds recovery. Um, bumped into Ali warming up, felt comfortable, enjoyed the strides. And then I've written down what my K reps were in. 329, 337, 341, 338, 336, 340. So the usual going off a little bit too quick. Um, felt a bit dry mouthed and sickly after rep one. I think this was too soon after waking, eating drinking but steady enough for the day so there you go aren't you glad I shared that I like to keep a written diary Um, sometimes it's a life diary sometimes it's just all my running training still I don't really read back through it but feels a nice thing to keep a little bit of reflection going on there And just reflecting on the last few months, uh, we had a nice trip to Switzerland for Sierra Zanel, came back after that. And another thing was kind of like, 
it's been a bit fun just I've not really had a training plan so I've just been doing some random things I was the back marker at Topley's exterminator with uh, Ros Massey that was great she's a good fun club runner from Topley uh, she does some ultra distance stuff so we had a good what how, how long were we out for about five and a half hours uh, making sure no one was left behind on the 16 mile course um, it's kind of cool seeing things from the back um, you know uh, unfortunately there was a lady with us who dropped out and she'd been training quite well during the pandemic and had trained for the exterminator but unfortunately due to like life circumstances she hadn't really trained very much this year so it was a bit of a shame because it was a bit of a struggle for her and it was one of the most low-key kind of laid back yeah all right I'm just not fit today and she dropped out but we just sort of brought home that you know like there's different challenges happening all throughout the field. There's people doing the runs for different reasons. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like, it's just such a great community that, you know, it's fun when you don't have a very good race. You still get to go out to a nice place. Um, there's the chatting at the end of the race. So there was a good few of us sat outside the cricket inn afterwards. Um, and yeah it's a great thing to be part of which was this weekend just gone the Hodgson's Mountain Relays up in the lakes uh, I wasn't actually competing there but um, as, a role, as a role of captain I thought it would be good to go along and support the team you never know you might get someone dropping out at the last minute so um, I thought it would be good to be on hand in, in case of that as well and that was just such a great day. It's a bit of a mission because eight, between quarter to eight and quarter to nine, you've got to get registered, get your numbers. Then you're going to have to get your numbers to everybody else who's on the course. Everyone kind of scattered around the valley. So I jogged down to registration, got the numbers, met with my first pairing, who uh, one of them had just come in at late notice. So she was an absolute hero and saved our team. Um... They went off and I ran up to leg two. I got myself a little bit distracted fixing a broken traffic light. That was good fun. And then I was like, oh, I wonder where this track leads. And I was starting to go up this hill. I was just like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I need to get my numbers to somebody else. Why am I going on a explore on this run? So got back onto the course and actually sort of legged it up to the leg one, leg two changeover. Um, Jake Lane and Mark Anderson of Totley were there waiting nervously as uh, people were starting to come in who were leading the race. Uh, I got them their numbers. They went off with big smiles on their face. Um, Joe Brown and Taylor Shakespeare came down. They'd had an absolutely great run. It was really nice seeing people come in with big smiles on their faces who've had a good day. Uh, Jake and Mark run well. Um, I had gone back and given... Hazel Farnell, one of our other, one of our leg three runners, a lift up to the leg two, leg three changeover. Um, picked up Mark and Jake, took them back down to the leg three, leg four changeover. Well, back to the campsite for them, but went to the leg three, foot four changeover. Did a bit of babysitting um, as 
Rachel Steen of Top Lee was passing the baton to Bart Shaw and Bart Shaw's baton was his daughter Jasmine who was getting passed to Rachel. So that was quite a nice, um, we got a lovely snap of Hazel and Rachel was there, presented with their kids the minute they finished their leg. And then it was the Lord of Top Lee, Steve Franklin and Bart to take us home. And you could see those two sat down at the end They'd had a good old run and there was just something, it was, I, I had a nice three hour run on the Saturday, got to be part of the whole weekend, got to watch the whole event. I mean, it's a really competitive relays. Uh, it's just such a great course. So yeah, Hodgson's, what an event. Um, sure, we'll be back there next year. Totally take a mixed team. We came fifth overall out of the mixed teams, which was nice for us. And yeah, it's just, you know, the whole... You can enjoy foul running without without racing. It's some you know, it's fun to volunteer, it's fun to help organise. I mean the race organisers do an incredible job. Um and it's just sort of sharing the sport that you enjoy because it isn't as straightforward as, as road running. You know, there are things to uh deal with, the elements, knowing the routes, doing recce's, that side of things. There's so many aspects to it. Um and I think also, you know, for some people, I mean, me, me myself, I, I started running down in Devon, got the Devon Coast path, but when I went to a fell race with Steve Franklin, we arrived in Settle, and I had no idea what FRA kit was, uh, opened my car glove compartment, and there were a pair of leather gloves, so that was good, because I wouldn't have had any gloves, and in the boot, we found like a, a sort of... Uh, a woolly hat but not a woolly hat so what do I mean it's one of those sort of sheepskin lined ones so that was that was nice nice furry hat and leather gloves if I'd had an accident so I would look like a, a prize tool um, but yeah I mean it's you know it's, it's getting to know these things people you know don't always we're not born are we with orienteering orienteering skills so these are learned skills and it's it's just you know opening up to people who who might not have been exposed to uh, fell running and you know it's a very welcoming sport letting them in helping them out and yeah I think that was a big thing that took away from the Hodgson's is you know it's just so much fun Jake Jake Lane his face after he finished was just he was beaming and uh and also uh me and Jake had a good laugh that weekend I've managed to wangle my way onto one of the Darren and Finn's running camps that's a a pair of hands, a massage therapist, and it's a running and writing one. So Richard Asquith is there, who Jake thought was, I had said Richard Ashcroft, or he'd somehow got the two muddled together. So yeah, I'm spending a weekend down in Dartmoor with uh, the lead singer of The Verve and Darren Ann Finn. So I look forward to that. Um, yeah, that's probably enough, isn't it? It's been really good to get back on the air. Uh, we, I'm going to get some new guests for some interviews and uh, I will say goodbye for now and hope you're enjoying your running wherever you are, whoever you are. This is On The Bake Foot. That was a podcast, we talked about running, we talked about other things too. Thank you for joining, we hope you enjoyed it. That was on the bait foot.